Welcome to Global Truth Center. Finish this sentence. I'm grateful for dot, dot, dot. Go ahead and finish that in your mind if you would. I'm grateful for, I want you to take a good, good moment. I'm waiting. It's going to take a long time if I really wait for you to come up with everything you're grateful for. But just what pops up? What comes up when you say, I'm grateful for, knowing I wanted to do this, of course, I've been doing it to myself. You know, I'm grateful for, and of course, the <clears throat> number one answer there is my husband. I'm grateful for 30 some odd years ago, falling in love, a love that would last, a love that would withstand so much. So Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, I awoke this morning with devout thanksgiving for my friends, the old and the new. I'm grateful for, did your friends land on that list? Do you have a list? Do you have a list that you're actually grateful for daily? Do you spend time being grateful for what's in your life? And are your friends on that list? It's so interesting this week. I ended up speaking to a friend of mine that I went to grade school with. I spoke to a friend of mine that I went to high school with, the first person I ever fell in love with. I spent time talking to my, one of my best friends from New York City when I was in my 20s. It's like they all just surfaced this week and I ended up understanding that my life is this beautiful, continuous line of friendships that I maintain. So I'm grateful for friendships, as Ralph Waldo Emerson would say. And then Irving Berlin said this, got no checkbooks, got no banks, still I'd like to express my thanks. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Are you thankful for the sun in the morning? Do you wake up? Margaret's song is so spectacular. Do you wake up and give thanks for the sun that's rising? Are you thankful for the moon at night? Do you spend time looking up at the sky? Do you notice, notice it? Do you let your mind fill itself up with what you are grateful for? When I listen to this song, it really touches me because, first of all, Margaret's a master at writing melodies that climb. It's like, I'm grateful for the, and then it just goes. And even when she writes a bridge to a song, she comes out of the bridge, modulating into that rise. It's just, it takes my heart and pulls it. Am I grateful enough that life does that to me all the time? It takes my heart and pulls it. You know, as we go into this week of Thanksgiving, my question today really is going to be for you, are you using your mind to be grateful? Or perhaps, are you creating another list? You know, there's the list of all the things I'm thankful for. And then there's that other list. You'll know what the other list is, right, Eric? All the things that didn't work out. 
all the things I'm not grateful for. In fact, things that I'm resentful for, or as Eric talked about, things I'm still holding on to. Your mind cannot withstand the constant conflict in it of gratitude and whatever is its opposite, whether it's anger, complacency, whatever. Which one are you feeding? You know that thing, which animal are you going to feed? So what are you feeding? Are you giving yourself enough time to be grateful? That's what this song does to me. I'm grateful for the sun that bakes me. I'm grateful for the rain that nourishes me. I'm grateful for the hawk that flew overhead. I'm grateful for, what's your list? What comes up when you say, I'm grateful for? I think um, there's, a, there's a gorgeous lyrics of Margaret's, of Margaret's. It says, so many good, good moments. If I just have eyes to see. Ah, there's the rub. That's, that's the line that gets me in this song. So many good, good moments if I just have eyes to see. And I think Margaret is talking about special eyes. I really do. I don't think she's just talking about those beautiful blue or brown or green or hazel or things in your sockets in your head. I think she's talking about the type of eyes that are capable of seeing the good, seeing the good, good moments, that can look into this world even now, right now, and see the good that can look at whatever's going on in your life and see the good. I know it's not that easy. Do you have those eyes? Or are your eyes fixed upon what's wrong? Are your eyes fixed upon what hasn't worked out? Are uh, Are your eyes fixed upon your past? If we only had eyes to see, well, here's the good news, you do. You do, you have brilliant eyes to see. It's called your your mind. The consciousness of the universe is ready to use your mind in any way you choose. So you do have the eyes to see because the eyes are your mind and the way you use it. And again, a house cannot stand if it's fighting against itself. So here we are in Thanksgiving week and we have the opportunity to start asking ourselves, what am I grateful for? What am I really grateful for? What is it that I am willing to give thanks for and to see and to expand in my consciousness? Not just give words to it. Oh yeah, I'm grateful for that. But to feel the gratitude for that. Um, So here's a question for you. Do you have the capacity to see good no matter what? I want you to finish this sentence. When I look at my life, I see dot, dot, dot. Let me just take a moment. When I look at my life, right now, where you are in your life, when I look at my life, I see dot, dot, dot. What do you see? Impersonally, what do you see? The title of my talk today is Moment by Moment. Moment by Moment. What if we were thankful and grateful, moment by moment, throughout the course of a normal day. Not thankful for, but thankful as. Thankful as a way of being. Yes, thankful for this, 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 and this, but thankful as who we are. No matter what. What if we went moment by moment and chose to be grateful for what was going on? No matter what. No matter what. And let me just add a little bit of no matter what in there. 
whatever is going on, that we have the capacity to be grateful because we have a choice. I can be grateful for it. I can react to it and let it turn into secondary causation and create things in my life that I perhaps don't want to experience. Gratitude covers all that. I'm happy to live a life of secondary causation from gratitude. I'm happy to be grateful, 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 and have the world keep showing back to me all the things I should be grateful for. That works for me. But if I turn to that other side of my mind, when this should have been like this, I'm gonna get more of that. So can we? That's the real question. Can you, Tiffany, live your life moment by moment with nothing but gratitude? That means even when a worker does something wrong, <laughs> when, when somebody shows up not perhaps in the best way you would like, there's still gratitude in it. Now, what does that mean? It means that I have to tell myself up front, as Eric said about an AEP, my already established premise has to be there is something to be grateful for in every moment. There's a great AEP I don't think I've ever said before. There is something to be grateful for in every moment. That's what I'm talking about today. Moment by moment gratitude. So, what if all the moments in our lives actually were good? Not just playing little la-la land over it all, like saying, it's all good, it's all God. No, but what if it really were good? If somewhere inherent in everything was good? Well, I hate to say this, but isn't that what we teach? We actually teach that. Our job would have to be to live that. And how would we live that? It would be by being grateful, moment by moment by moment. Charlotte Bronte, who wrote Jane Eyre, said this, for my part, I am almost contented just now and very thankful. Gratitude is a divine emotion. It fills the heart, but not to bursting. It warms it, but not to fever. So, question, are you contented in your life? Now, I've always had a problem with the word contented because contented always meant to me the idea that I, would, I was settling for something. Oh, I'm content. Everything's fine. And I know there's more. There's always more. There's always more. But I'm starting to get a better understanding of contentment. And I wrote this thing here. I said, contentment to me means that you understand who you are in relationship to all that you are grateful for. So contentment, when I listen to, I was going to say Jane Eyre, when I listen to Charlotte Bronte, contentment to me means I know who I am, and therefore I'm grateful for everything. So I am content. I'm content in knowing who I am. I'm content in living from who I am. Robert Brault, who wrote this very sweet book called Short Thoughts for the Long Haul, he said, enjoy the little things, for one day you may look back and realize they were the big things. Just think about that for a moment. Enjoy the little things, for one day you may look back and realize they were the big things. Honestly, um, looking at my life, I can no longer differentiate between the big things and the little things. The little things seem enormous to me now. And some of the big things seem inconsequential. So what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for dot, dot, dot. It's an infinite list. In, the, in Margaret's lyric, she says, I stand amazed at many things that the heart can break and a heart can sing. 
two years ago at this time, I had no idea that my heart could break into a million pieces. I had no idea that that was even possible. I'd always told myself that would never happen. And certainly I always told myself it would never happen for the reason it happened. But it did. And it broke into a million pieces. Is there gratitude there for me to have? Yeah, there is. Because it's two years later. And it broke into a million pieces. But it also opened into a million pieces. And, I love her second lyric, I also couldn't imagine that after my heart had opened into a million pieces that I would ever be able to sing again. Really sing from my heart. Sing out of joy or, or, or gratitude of any kind. But I can. Better than ever actually right now. I'm singing better than I've sang since I had that little adventure of cancer 10 years ago. Partly because I'm singing from my heart. I'm singing from that place I didn't think I could go back to. So I love her lyric. I stand amazed at the many things the heart can that the heart can break and a heart can sing. I am standing here today showing you, proving to you that no matter what, there is life to be grateful for. And I could spend my time in my mind over here with all the resentments I could have all the anger I could have, the people I could be mad at. But what would that do for me? I mean, I, I could no longer do my job. How could I inspire from a place of resentment? How could I teach from a place of resentment? How could I live this teaching from a place of, of, of darkness? I couldn't. So for me, the other doesn't exist. There's just the one. And we teach that, the one thing. I'm grateful for now just fill that list up. That's all it takes. One of Nora's favorite, favorite writers was A.A. A. Milne. Winnie the Pooh was one of her favorite stories. And so this quote is for her. Piglet noticed that even though he had a very small heart, it could hold a rather large amount of gratitude. You may think you have this little heart here, you don't. You may think you have a broken heart, and you may. But things that break, heal. Things that break, come back together again. Because it's all just consciousness. It's all just your mind and what you're willing to do with it. Last Sunday when we left here, um, I ate something that did not agree with me, and I was deathly sick. I mean like so sick. All day Monday, sick. Slept Monday night, sick. Tuesday, I woke up still sick. And it was like, just disgusting. I was like so disgusted with myself because my body just felt so terrible. And I can be honest, I, I don't know that I did a lot of treating or praying. I just did a lot of cursing. And I was like, God! And I just was like, Ugh! But by Wednesday, when... It had all turned around, and to Eric's story, I was stopped up completely, and I was just like, not happy. At three in the morning, I woke up, and I laid on the floor, and I started talking to my body. And I started talking to my body in a way that really helped me. I was like, so what are you holding on to, buddy? You know, really inside, I just wanted to like start hitting my stomach saying, get out. 
And I'm like, what are you holding on to? What's going on? And as I was doing it, I'm rubbing my stomach, just like I used to do to the kids when they had belly aches. And all of a sudden, I felt my body just kind of relax. And that was the beginning of my healing for the week. But it took my mind. And it also took me to say, what's going on? What are you holding on to? And I knew what it was. It was my anticipation of this time of year again for the second time to coming, coming back to the date of Nora's accident, which is the day right before Thanksgiving, and then the day of her passing, which will be this day next Sunday. You know, and I had such, such angst about it, but then once I was clear, I just let it go. So here's a question for you. If you were able to see just what percentage of your life you spend being grateful and what percentage of your life you spend noticing what you don't have, which would be greater? So I can honestly say that last Monday and Tuesday leading into Wednesday, probably the percentage in my mind was greater over here. Fear, anxiety, anger, frustration. And so my body showed it. It was like, good, I'm not, gonna, I'm not giving you anything back that you put in me until you relax, until you chill out, until you stop being so constricted in your mind. So if you really look at your mind, what are you going to see? How much? What's the percentage? Because, you know, Ernest Holmes says, where your mind goes 51% of the time, there goes your life. So are you on the right side of this equation? I'm grateful for dot, dot, dot. How much time do you live there? How much time do you spend really being grateful for what you have one of the lines I love in Margaret's song is when she says, I'm, I, I don't think I'm grateful for, but getting into her own bed. You know, just climbing into her own bed. And I can tell you last week, from, from Sunday evening through Wednesday morning, I loved my bed. It was my haven. I just laid there and covered myself with covers. There's so much to be grateful for. And I think in this country, there's so much to be grateful for we're not even aware of because we take it so for granted. And I think it's very important for us <laughs> to step away from that. So, so what I'm talking about today is moment-by-moment moment gratitude. Are you willing to join me this week as we move through this week and as we hit Thanksgiving? Are you willing to join me and just see what your life feels like if you go moment-by-moment moment in gratitude? No matter what's coming up, no matter what happens, that gratitude is at the center of it, moment-by-moment. Moment. Just take it piece by piece, step by step, moment by moment, second by second. Notice when your mind goes into complaining. Notice when your mind starts to wish you were somewhere else or wish somebody else were someone else. Notice when these things happen and instead turn it over to gratitude. Rumi says, wear gratitude like a cloak and it will feed every corner of your life. Now, I want you to just imagine that for a minute. What would it feel like if you were able to go to a store? Let's say it's this beautiful seaside clothing store, just this exotic, somewhere, somewhere you could imagine Margaret would shop, some exotic you know, seaside store that has like these long dresses and long vests and coats, and you walk in, and there's this 
beautiful stand and there's this gorgeous, it almost looks like a magician's coat and it's just this most amazing cloth and you're drawn to it and you walk over to it and you see it and you're like, that is so gorgeous and it just calls, you have to pick it up and when you put it on, it's the gratitude coat. And when you put it on, it wraps itself around you. And it's not that you have to button it up. The minute it goes onto your body, it just suddenly becomes your body. And you are now wrapped in this amazing, energetic field of pure gratitude. And you're standing there, and since I did tell you it was a seaside store, you're standing there in this cloak, looking out the windows of this store, at this magnificent ocean with a blue sky and sun beating down. And all you can feel in your heart is the expansiveness that just keeps welling up inside of you. Would you buy that coat? I would. I would buy it in every color they had. But it's a real question. Would you buy that coat? Would you put it on? Would you wear it? That's what I'm asking you to consider. I'm asking you to consider stepping into this wonderful world of this Persian poet, Rumi, wearing gratitude like a cloak and feeding every corner of your life. I want to close my last quote by Meister Eckhart, who said, if the only prayer you said was thank you, it would be enough. So I want to end our Thanksgiving Sunday prior to this beautiful Thursday that we all get to spend with our loved ones, those that are close to us, by saying thank you and knowing it is enough to say thank you to this congregation, this home community, to say thank you to the world at large, the ripple effect, everything that you do in your mind that moves out into the world. I want to say thank you to my husband, my son, my daughter, all of my friends that came from the moment I was born till now and all the ones that are going to come as I go forward in life. I want to thank you for being here today. I think if we really listened to Meister Eckhart and we really gave some thought to this idea that to say thank you would be enough, I'm pretty sure he didn't mean just those two words. Just like Margaret's song says that we need the eyes to be able to see the life we have this way. I'm pretty sure Meister Eckhart meant, do you have the heart, the consciousness, the soul, the mind to say thank you from that place of immense understanding? So I invite you this week, find that cloak Put it on, buy it, embody it. Let it take you to all the corners of your life. Start from the moment you were born and move right to this moment and then give thanks for all the greatness that is coming because here's what I know. Your life has been blessed, is blessed, and will continue to be blessed as you continue living in this consciousness of gratitude. I am grateful for you get to live the dot, dot, dots. Namaste. 
Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.